it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you better believe it. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting today from sunny South Florida. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We are live at what's left of the Patriot Awards. i got to be honest, it was a rowdy one last night. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Well, fat, drunk, and stupid was a great way to go through last night, uh, and it's kind of how we're going to go through today. So buckle up, kids. we got a rowdy radio ride. Dave Rubin is going to be here, multimedia matinee idol. Liberal turned reasonable human. Uh, we're also going to talk crime with Gianno Caldwell. And uh, things are a little toned down today. We're going to have a little more you and me time. Yesterday I told you Fox Nation had essentially turned this into a zoo, like an actual petting zoo. They let people in to watch us do the shows live. They fed us. They took pictures with us. At one point I was balancing a beach ball on my nose like a seal. Uh, it was a rowdy event, uh, but it gave way to – I don't even know how to describe it. It was the most incredible – experience I've ever had as a comic, as a person. The Patriot Awards are like next level, like next level awesome, because what it really is, is the Oscars. It's big showbiz for little people. And it was a really cool thing. I mean, all the big stars were there. You know, Tucker came out, rocked the house. Hannity was funny. He was doing a Bill Clinton impression and throwing footballs into the crowd. Uh, It was a really epic evening to be a part of. And the one thing you know, that really resonated with everybody in the audience is the Patriot Awards are very much a, a, vict, a, a victor, victorhood, okay, victorhood, like a you can do it, you know, you've got this, boo, that's the whole point of the Patriot Awards, aside from telling jokes and spending six hours at an open bar, I got so hammered last night that my facial recognition on my iPhone wouldn't open this morning. Like, I couldn't get onto my own phone. It's like, oh, this is stolen. That ain't you. And I was like, no, no, it's me. You don't understand, buddy. It's me. Look, I'll take another picture. And it took me like 20 tries to log onto my own phone. I mean, it was an epic, rowdy night. But the reason I reference the, you know, fighting spirit of the event, there's a lot of stars to talk about, a lot of cool people. Like, I sat with Harris, and everybody was there. Everybody, everybody you could want to see on the Fox News channel was there. Uh, just getting nuts. And there's this great connection between us and the people who consume our products and that we're all one and the same. I tell you that all the time. I say the coolest thing, you know, I always invite you guys to Fox Across America meet and greets is because I want you to realize when you meet me in person that I'm the same guy you know, off the air, that I am on the air, meaning a huge frickin' mess. But the point is, a regular guy like you. Okay, you meet my family, you meet my kids, and, you know, the prevailing sentiment on this show, I tell you all the time, to the point of exhaustion, is I'm like, yeah, I used to be a cab driver, bro. And, you know, part of the reason I bring it up a lot is I just want the credit for pulling off whatever I've pulled off in life. Few have done more with less. You know, you you know, no one's ever copied off me in a test. Like my biggest achievement in life is beating Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out in 1987. Like I actually peaked in 1987. So if you think you're watching like a rising media star, what you're actually watching is a childhood prodigy in decline. But the point is, I'm a regular guy. And when I get together with you folks and we talk for hours and we take the pictures and everything in between, it's because there's a genuine connection. 
You know, it's not like an act. It's not like a showbiz facade. And Tucker talked about that last night. Tucker Carlson was closing the show last night. And he just talked about how it was so cool to meet his viewers and know that they were his kind of people. And I say that all the time. I say, hey, you got to come to one of my events, you know, because you'll be surrounded by such cool people. There are so many good, awesome people in the world. And that's what last night was about. Okay. The resounding sentiment. Okay, all these cool people get together, and it really is like it's like an experiment. We took a whole TV channel, the biggest one in the world. We took all its fans, locked them under one roof, and just decided to see what would happen. That can't be good. Ah, well, it was good at points. Okay, it was good at points, <laughs> but it got a little rowdy. A lot of, a lot of handsy old ladies out there. i got to tell you, think about those arthritic hands. When they grab your butt at a, at a meet and greet, it's stronger than you think because they close on your cheek. But then they can't reopen the hand right away because it's arthritic. So now you got these press-on nails in your right cheek. I'm sitting exclusively on my left cheek right now. I'm not even kidding because the whole thing is we always joke like Pete Hegseth, who hosted the show, is Magic Mike. He's very hunky, and I'm like his chubby cousin, Tragic Mike. Well, these old gals get so worked up to see Pete that I'm like the rest stop on the way to Hexethville, and I get my cheek pinched too, and I'm in a lot of pain. Okay, but getting past the pain, I wanted to bring up what last night was all about, which is you can do it. And the reason I say that, you understand last night, they're saluting disabled veterans. They're saluting World War II heroes. They're saluting widows whose husbands lost their lives and are now getting homes given to them, mortgage-free from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. It's really empowering stuff. But you're in a room with 7,000 people saying you can do it. You know, that's the American spirit. You can do it. Okay, you got badly injured in a war. You can do it. Keep going. Here's a standing ovation. You know, you got lost a loved one in a war. You can do it. Keep going. Here's a standing ovation and a mortgage. You know, the whole point is you can do it. And it's people that are facing serious uphill struggles. And I bring that up off the top of the show. And I promise you, there's nobody in America opening their radio show with what I'm about to play you right now. Okay. But Michelle Obama is on my TV this morning. Okay, when I get back to my hotel room, and to be clear, okay, we're out all night at the Patriot Awards, smoking cigars, a great after party. Like, Fox, there's a really first-class hang, like when you go on the road, and the fans come and you mingle. It's really wonderful. But I had a TV hit. (laughs) I had a TV hit at 4 a.m. this morning. What the hell did you just say? So I'm at an event that basically ends at 2 a.m., at which point I'm like, all right, Jimbo, I guess we're just doing the old West Coast turnaround. We're not going to bed. We're just going to bang this out. And uh, I stayed up to do TV at 4 in the morning with uh, Todd Pyro and Carly Shimkus. And if you watch the Patriot Awards and you watched Todd Pyro and Carly Shimkus, what did both of my media appearances have in common? I was wearing the same outfit for both of them. Mundo. <laughs> but again, I said to Todd and Carly right on the air, I said, you folks booked the biggest dirtbag on this media platform in a casino with an open bar at 4 a.m. Okay, I owe you nothing other than the fact that I got the body to the set. Like, you know the movie The Hangover, the whole point of the wild night in the casino town is to get the guy to the church, get me to the church on time, get me to the cable news hit on time. So somehow, through a miracle of God, Okay, I find my way to that TV set with Todd and Carly, but in this case, there's four of them because I'm still seeing double. But as we bang out the hit, they show some of my comedy set. We have a couple of jokes about what's going on in the world. We do a little news of the day. At that point, I walk up to my hotel room, and there is Michelle Obama 
giving a speech wherever the heck she was getting paid a half a million dollars to give a speech yesterday. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Apparently they don't, they don't have enough beachfront property up in uh, Martha's Vineyard and out on the West Coast. You know how they always tell you, you know, the sea levels are rising. We're all going to drown. And then the next thing you know, they're putting up a welcome to our new home on the beach thing. You know, they do that all the time. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But the point is, okay, Michelle Obama, who is the ultimate symbol of empowerment... When you think about it, she's the first black first lady in this country. She's now a billionaire. They've made all this Netflix money. They've made all this book money. They make all this speaking money. You know, the Obamas are so rich, they're using people as furniture. They don't even buy couches. They just bring in, like, you know, white people, Guatemalan people. just sit on them. You just sit on the people. Hey, can you move over a little bit? Hey, Beth, can you, you raise your shoulder a little bit? It's got the bones kind of digging into my butt. I'm watching the football game. So the point is they're loaded. They're the ultimate symbols they really are, though, of, you know, empowerment. The, you know, the whole anybody can do anything in this country. I've told you that a million times. I was driving a cab on the day Obama got inaugurated, okay? And I didn't vote for the guy. But the fact that he was getting inaugurated as the first black president was cause for me to pull over in my cab and hear his inaugural address because I was like, wow, this is historic. This is a moment where America has lived up to its promise that anybody can be anything. Someone who was born into the absolute bottom of the socioeconomic scale back in 1959 to a mixed ethnic marriage, something that wasn't, i got to be honest with you, terribly popular back then, something that made his odds of being president about one in a quadrillion, okay, somehow managed to become the president of the United States. It's a hell of a story. Whether you like the guy or not, it's something that could only happen in America. Point being, I acknowledged the historical significance of it and was like, wow, we finally got to that place where we're done talking about race. I mean, really, they get elected with overwhelming support from white America. I mean, he wins in two blowouts against McCain and Romney. These aren't even close races. Okay, they've clearly been accepted by society. Society is fully integrated. 99.9% of us are so far past race. It's really embarrassing to keep coming back to it the way we do. Because once we integrated society, you guys, and everybody started living amongst each other, we realized we're all the same. Okay? We're all just people. Not black, white, Hispanic. We all want to do the same things. Everybody wants to get paid, and everybody wants to get laid. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. You know, people want to make some money, get a little something-something, have a couple of laughs, eat some good food, go to a ball game, hang out with your family. What do you like to do? Go jogging? Great. We all do. That's the point. Racism was a byproduct of ignorance. People hated things they didn't understand. When we integrated society, we came to understand each other. We're like, oh, we're all the same. This is great. What are we doing this? Why are we fighting? And for the most part, 99% of us aren't. But Michelle Obama is on my TV this morning... <laughs> After watching amputees get on stage and go, you can do it. After watching 40 widows get on stage who lost their husbands in a war and say into a microphone, you can do it. I'm watching Michelle Obama, a billionaire, tell me how impossible life is in this day and age because she's a black woman and she braids her hair. I want you to listen to this because this is the height of insanity to me personally. Someone you know well, someone you've met, someone who does a lot of radio with you every day. I'm walking back to a hotel room uh, surrounded in a lobby of Fox superfans and actual military amputees and actual widows. And I'm taking photographs with widows. And like, yeah, we can do it. And I turn on the TV and see this lady saying this, clip six. As black women, we deal with it. The whole thing about do you show up with your natural hair, you know, um, 
break, y'all. You know, but, but, you know, as first lady, I did not wear braids. The first black. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, we gotta ease up on the people. I was like, it would be easier. <laughs> nope, nope, they're not ready. That was embarrassing. And again, they're laughing, and she's kind of talking about her style, but what is she trying to say? She's like, no, nah, America's not ready for, you know, I guess what she said, what would consider to be her hairdo. Okay, dude, we just elected you, okay, with an overwhelming margin. And the fact that you're going right back to race and America's not ready for this because of my race, it's so, you know. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. But that is the continental divide of our time, victorhood versus victimhood. There's more of a speech. I could play hours of it. I'm not going to bother you with it. It's just that exact soundbite I saw after hugging a widow who thanked us for all Fox does for them, after sharing an elevator with a double amputee. Thanks, man. You know, you guys really renewed my, you know, fighting sense of purpose. Johnny Joey Jones, by the way, gave an outrageous speech last night, too. He and Harris Faulkner were presenting an award. And uh, Johnny Joey, also a guy who lost two limbs for this country, and he's on stage broadcasting to millions of people as a Dumble amputee who has not let it define him. He is out there making a great life for himself. Why? Because anyone can be anything in this country. And that's the continental divide of our times. You got one side of the aisle saying, hey, you could do it. Let's go. Look at this fat cab driver who's like pretend famous now. This is amazing. Or, you know, look at Michelle Obama, who was certainly not born, who was certainly not raised, who certainly wasn't married at a time when any of us thought she had any chance of being the first lady of the United States. But even so, the Democrats continue to use the ultimate symbols of prosperity to sell us some type of fake oppression. That's Use your common sense. They do it all the time. AOC does it all the time. Oh, they just hate me because I'm a woman. You don't understand. AOC is a dope. Think about that. She's a bartender who became a congresswoman. That's phenomenal. That's great. That's an inspiring story. And that's the big divide of our times, philosophically. The Republicans are on one side of the aisle telling people who are poor, people who are maimed, people who are widowed, you can do it, and they're doing it. The Democrats are on the other side of the aisle with all the people who've done it, who've succeeded, who are rich and successful beyond all believable bounds, telling you you can't do it. It's all stacked. They're not ready for your hair. Democrats are so full of crap. Really? Society's biased. White supremacy. The patriarchy. Blah, 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 blah. Get them out of here. Get them out. It's always embarrassing when I watch stuff like that. But it's extra embarrassing on a day like today when I was surrounded by real heroes watching people so spectacularly privileged on my TV this morning telling people there's no sense in even trying. Everybody, everybody selling that message of fake oppression should be embarrassed. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I enjoyed it. It was an unbelievably interesting experience. 
I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, banging out some radio down here in what's left of the Patriot Awards. We're living in a post-apocalyptic scenario. Uh, we got a little bit of TV and radio left to do. Dave Rubin is coming up. But right now, it's Clown Town. That is the theme of the hour. Here is Liz Granderson over on CNN. We were talking about empowerment. We were talking about the idea of people overcoming odds. Well, LZ Granderson, okay, who happens to be a broadcaster over at CNN. CNN is the worst. Telling her viewers last night, an L.A. Times op-ed columnist, says Herschel Walker isn't qualified to run for the Senate. Again, think about the demeaning, defeatist framing of this potential achievement. It's a black man who grew up with a stutter, okay, wildly uneducated as a young child, was so embarrassed and humiliated by his stutter that he sat in front of a mirror and and read into the mirror until he cured his own stutter. And then he started working out until he got into such shape that he became Herschel Walker, like an actual Heisman Trophy winner. And then he went to the NFL and went to the USFL and had all kinds of fame and fortune. And the point is now he's down in Georgia. He wants to represent the state and the Senate. L.Z. Granderson says, nah, this guy, he can't do it. What are we talking about here? But here's a newsflash, L.Z. Granderson. Any other idiot that might agree with her? It's not for you to decide whether or not he's qualified to be a senator. It's for the voters. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. That's the, again, it's the defeatism they keep selling, especially if you're a black conservative. Don't even bother. You're not any good at this. Come on, you're dumb. Listen to this clip. It's clip 10. We all know he's not qualified to run for office, let alone be a member of the Senate. Nonetheless, he's being kept propped up almost like Sajaya from American Idol, if you guys remember that, that you know, kind of interesting kind of debacle, in which they didn't care that he wasn't, you know, the best. They just wanted him there just to kind of stick it to the man. And it feels that's what's happening here with Herschel Walker. They know he's not the best qualified candidate, but it doesn't matter because they're comfortable with him being in that position because they know he'll never control or run anything in their lives. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Okay, he's like Sanjaya on American Idol. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, let's think about this for a second. This guy is a Democrat who supports John Fetterman. Okay, John Fetterman can't get a word out of his mouth. With all due respect to his health condition, I don't mean to give the guy a hard time. I hope he does well. Okay, but the bottom line is on one end, you're telling me a guy who can't read or comprehend speech is qualified to be a senator. But a guy that has overcome every insurmountable odd known to man to become Herschel Walker somehow isn't qualified? This is what we're up against in this day and age. A guy like Herschel Walker, who has that American fighting spirit of let's take on all the odds, let's get it done, and a jackass on CNN saying, don't even bother, you're not qualified. People aren't buying it, CNN. There really are a huge number, so many extraordinary people in this country, people who just day after day 
show the integrity and the commitment and the bravery that built the country. And they don't do it for accolades. They do it for free, a lot of them, and they do it to no applause. And so really the whole point of this entire exercise is to find them and hold them up to the honor that they deserve. That is the whole point of the Patriot Awards. You're damn right it is. Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. And that was Tucker Carlson last night on stage at the Patriot Awards laying out the whole point of the evening, which was not just to make sure I didn't fall into the lobby fountain drunk with my producer at 3 in the morning. There were also trophies to be given away, heroes to salute. And I play you these clips. I'm going to play you a few more. Because you got to understand, what we're doing here at Fox is we're selling you empowerment because that's the whole point of America. It's the land of opportunity. Do you know why we have such an overcrowded border? Well, one, because the guy in office sucks and has no idea what he's doing. I agree with that. But two, because people really want to get into this country. Okay, people have been migrating here from all over the world. Because they've believed and been told, you know, the old streets are paved with gold. Anybody can be anything. That's the truth about America. That's what we're selling. We're selling you the object truth. This is a country where a cab driver who didn't even attend community college classes. Okay, I've told you that before. I majored in like intro to Xbox. But I could be sitting here broadcasting to millions of people doing all this wild stuff. And so can you. That's the point. Okay, anybody can be anything in this country. And there are so many people doing so many awesome things to help and protect this country that we celebrated them last night because they're not doing it for the you know media accolades. They don't know they're getting a Patriot Award. Like we find out, we hear these incredible stories and we track them down and go, hey, man, we want to honor you. That's amazing what you did. Okay, and again, there are varying definitions of what accomplishment means. Like I wanted to get into showbiz and broadcasting and I wanted to have my own radio show when I grew up. So to me, that's a big deal. But you might want to start your own business. You might want to, you know, run a hair salon. You know, you might, I don't know what you want to do. You want to be a pro wrestler, whatever you want to do. You could do it. You're, you're in this country. That's the whole point of America. Anybody can be anything. And we salute that. And you've got to realize it's the whole mindset of my show every damn day. And it's something you've got to remember. Because there's so many people out there in the world telling you why bother, you can't do it, just let Washington take care of you. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Every single time. And last night at the Patriot Awards, again, okay, here's Frank Siller from Tunnel of Towers. Okay, he's got Gold Star families on stage last night. Gives them a hell of a surprise in front of a sold-out crowd at the Patriot Awards. Here it is, clip 38. I want you to know that these 21 families thought they were coming down as our guests here from Tunnel to Towers and that they were going to meet me and then we were going to have a board meeting in December. In December, we were going to make a decision whether or not we were going to take care of these families to make sure that they had a mortgage-free home after their loved ones died for you and I. But instead of waiting to December to have this, I thought that you should be on the board of Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And I want to ask you, who here thinks that they deserve a mortgage-free home? I want you to know that I knew what the answer was. And this morning, we paid off their mortgages. They do not know. They never have to worry about their mortgages again. Give them a round of applause. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. For the record, I was sitting in the front row. I did vote no. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. 
for real. I'm kidding, but we would yell. I was in my seat, and I was. We were joking. We're like, how, how, how badly would we get beat up if one of us stood up and was like, no? The point is, yes. The point is, we're helping these people because they're heroes. Because they lost spouses who are heroes. And we're always saying you can do it. We're always selling the empowerment. And people like this who've you know, suffered a life-altering tragedy, okay, people who might really need your help are absolutely worth helping. That's the American spirit. But it keeps coming back again and again and again on the left, man. I played you those Michelle Obama clips earlier. They're really selling just victimhood. You know, you've even followed that with Meghan Markle. She was a royal. She married into the royal family. I mean, you have no chance of sitting on the throne. The only way Harry's wearing the crown is if he has a birthday at Burger King. But the point is, she's a British royal. You know how loaded they are? She has a six-piece orchestra that serenades her while she poops. Like Meghan Markle is living a halfway decent life over there. Right, could you play a little Beethoven? I mean, it's a good time. Okay, but what does she do every time she gets in front of a microphone? Oh, it's so hard to be me. You don't understand. Nobody ever asks how hard, how I feel. Like a weapons-grade narcissism. I once watched, me and Kennedy talked about this on our show. I once watched Meghan Markle do an interview in Africa where she was surrounded by, it was a village of people who had been maimed by landmines. And the reporter asked, how are you doing, Meghan? And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you for asking because nobody's ever wondered about how I feel. And I'm like, yeah, Meghan, everybody in the village would love to walk a mile in your shoes if only they had feet. You know what I'm saying, girlfriend? It's like all of these successful people are telling you you can't do it. Oh, it sucks. Why even bother? You know, the right is holding us down, America, all of that nonsense. Well, you know what? It's all, it, all of it. All of it is complete and total All of it, okay? And that's why I'm going to keep calling it out. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Listen to Lisa. She's a gold star wife. She's on stage. She gets asked by Judge Janine and the great Dana Perino how this affects her life. Here it is, clip 39. There is nothing more terrifying than losing your best friend and the person who takes care of you and your children. And in this moment, I never have to worry about a shelter for my children, the place where they come home and know love, safety, and the enduring remembrance of their father. But you understand, this is what we're doing at Fox News. While the rest of the world says, you know, we're the devil and all this nonsense, right-wing straw man. This is what we're doing. We're helping widows stabilize their living situation for them and their children. We're saluting veterans, sacrifice their lives trying to defend your freedoms. Last night, we honored a Border Patrol agent. Tucker gave a fellow an award who selflessly patrols the border in a helicopter helps apprehend drug smugglers, also helps saving people in distress. And he spoke about that on stage. He said, hey, there's a lot of good people that try to cross the border illegally, too, because they're fleeing real oppression, food insecurity, corrupt regimes, high rates of violent crime, cartel violence. You know, these people are facing real oppression, not the pretend oppression that goes on in this country. We're like, well, not enough people from a certain character won an Oscar this year. We're white supremacists. You're like, wait, what are you doing? What are you even talking about? But the point is, over here at this channel, that's what we're doing. We're honoring heroes. We're encouraging more of them. We're standing up for cops. They honored a cop last night who, of course, if you remember the famous story in Florida last year, they've got a marathon going on. Drunk driver breaks through the barriers at 100 miles an hour, 
and starts driving towards the marathoners. And she's going to start plowing through marathoners. This cop selflessly takes a police cruiser that she happens to be in and crashes into this drunk driver in a head-on collision. How she lived is beyond me. But she was on stage last night to get an award. She was on stage last night to get an award, and she made a point that you've probably heard me here say on the show a bunch. She said cops have split seconds to make life decisions, and the rest of the world has the rest of their lives to judge whether we were right or wrong. The media has the rest of the week to decide whether we were right or wrong when they're millions of miles away from the threat and the adrenaline and the urgency. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are, because what does the media do? They tell you the cops suck. The cops are racist. Do you remember when they were burning down Minneapolis? Chris Cuomo said, show me in the Constitution where it says a protest has to be peaceful. Oh, the First Amendment. What an idiot. It's actually the First Amendment, the right to peaceful assembly. Get him out of here. Get him out. Well, that's essentially what CNN said. He got out of there because of the role he played in helping his brother, Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! But the point is, okay, what we're doing at Fox, what I'm doing on the air every damn day, is saluting the people who make this place tick. The cops who are drawn to heroism. Cops are people who watched the movies growing up and wanted to be the hero, wanted to save the day. These are people that are willing to take profound risks to protect strangers who don't even appreciate them because that's how they're calibrated. That's what we're doing at Fox News. We're saluting these people, guys patrolling the border, okay, veterans, again, people that were critically injured. Okay, last night, I think the high point of the whole thing, getting past my comedy set, obviously, but I think, stop it, but I think the high point of the whole thing was our man, Benjamin Hall, who was over in Ukraine and received a courage award, okay, because Benjamin Hall had limbs blown off by a bomb, while he was trying to cover that conflict. And what did we do last night? Of course, our colleague, he's an incredible guy. We saluted him. We gave him a courage award. We encouraged more of that valor, more of that behavior. We are here in America, okay, prospering to some extent. I mean, certainly better than the rest of the world, even as crazy as the country feels right now. You've still, if you live in this country, you hit the lottery, By virtue of the fact that you're somehow here, you know what I'm saying? You're in the party everybody else wants to be in. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And what we're doing at Fox is we're encouraging, okay, more of the people who made this possible. Last night we had a gentleman who told the stories of World War II soldiers who lost their lives, who made sacrifices for this country. He was honored by Dan Bongino. And, uh, you know, he spoke at length. Uh, quite a length about, you know, things he had seen over at World War II, guys we had lost, moves they had made, stories that had been told. And you understand in that moment, he's talking about a generation of people that actually defeated the Nazis, like a generation of people, okay, that made it possible for us to be here. These people saved Private Ryan. Our generation is watching Private Ryan and whining that the Netflix stream isn't fast enough. It's embarrassing, okay? But we're here saluting the heroes because the heroes make the place possible. This country doesn't happen if you don't have law and order. This country doesn't happen if you don't have brave men and women that are willing to throw on the uniform and go fight for your freedoms from time to time. Okay, sadly, a lot of the brave men and women willing to fight for your freedoms were fired from the military because they didn't want to get a vaccine. 
that, oh, by the way, isn't nearly as threatening as what they're up against on a battlefield. This is ridiculous. I mean, think about how they did that with cops, too. You know, there's a vaccine mandate for cops. Think about that. You're you're never going to be mugged and be like, hey, 911, can you send a vaccinated cop over? No, unvaccinated? No, no, I don't want him here. No good. No, no, no good. I'd rather deal with the knife or the gun than COVID. I mean, what are we talking about here? What am I, an idiot? I mean, this is what we did. This is common sense stuff. Remember this, and I've told you this since day one. I'm not smart enough to do this job, but the world got so dumb around me that I'm now overqualified. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like it's a it's a game changer. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We are broadcasting live from the Patriot Awards down in sunny South Florida. And uh, the big news of the week politically, certainly a hot topic of conversation last night on stage of the Patriot Awards was the fact that Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi is riding off to that big stock tip in the sky. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Here was that uh, announcement yesterday, clip one. There is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. Sheesh. I mean, really. Get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, really. So she's stepping back a little bit. Uh, It comes, of course, as there has been some body cam footage released that shows, oh, yeah, turns out her husband did let the cops into the house. Oh, wow. Now, I want you to remember this because I've been touching on this story for weeks. Okay. I'm not quite doing a Jesse Waters on the Paul Pelosi story. Like, Jesse loves Paulie P. He's all in. I'll be on Jesse's show this coming Wednesday. God love him. You'll see us in action. It's November the 23rd. But Jesse's been on it every day. He's been on the beat. You know those movies where, like, a cop gets thrown off the force, turns in his gun and badge, but he goes home and can't help but continue to try to crack the case? (laughs) It's been Jesse on Paul Pelosi, whether it was, you know, the wacky stuff that went on at the house and certainly the fact that, let's be honest, Paul Pelosi not exactly throwing a perfect game behind the wheel. But the point is, okay, if you remember, the initial reporting on this story was what? Well, the cops got to the house. They were let in by a man. They saw two men in their underwear fighting over a hammer. Next thing you know, Paul Pelosi got hit. And that was the story. And then within 24 hours, they were like, hell no. Ain't nobody got time for that. And they were like, no, it's totally not true. He was a man was broken in. Paul Pelosi didn't even know he was there. He was woken up. The guy said, where's Nancy? I'm telling you, he was a Republican strongman. You know all those right-wing guys who live in Berkeley nudist colonies with Black Lives Matter flags over the school bus that they live in? You know, those free-range people who like to use the potty outdoors? Okay, we were told to believe you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. This was a right-wing strongman 
if you don't accept that narrative, you're going to encourage more of that. That's what you're going to do. You might as well hit him with a hammer yourself, you maniac. Well, lo and behold, after trying to put that to bed, last week an NBC reporter reported, after conferring with local authorities, that, yes, the man was led into the house by Paul Pelosi. The cops were led into the house by Paul Pelosi, meaning this wasn't Paul Pelosi calling 911 in fear of his life, trying to run out the door, getting chased by a guy with a hammer. This was a man who was in the house, it appears... At the behest of Paul Pelosi. I told you this before. Okay, the reporter who reported this new version of events was immediately suspended by NBC. But did they give anybody a reason why? The answer would be no. They said, well, there's a reporting didn't meet our standards. Well, did they tell us what about the reporting didn't meet the standards? The answer would be no. Do you want to know what didn't meet the standards? That he was sharing honest information that was damaging to a Democrat. Bingo. Part of the reason Nancy Pelosi is getting out is, one, she doesn't want to be minority power. Two, she could still get all the hot stock tips on the side. And three, they're really trying hard to bury this story. Okay, we got body cam footage out today that allegedly shows the man being led into the house by Paul Pelosi. Now, I've told you this is a cab driver. This is just a theory. I cannot prove this. I do not know this is fact. I'm just telling you as a guy with a lot of horse sense who spent a lot of time driving a cab and seeing odd things in the middle of the night. Okay, Paul Pelosi might very well have a little side hustle, you know, might like some of the fellas when, you know, time allows. I don't know this to be true, but I'm saying if you're someone as famous and as important as Paul Pelosi and your wife is third in line to the presidency, you probably can't be hooking up over the Internet. You probably can't be on a dating app. So what do you do? You go to the side of town where all the junkies are hanging out and you pick up a feral cat off the road. Okay, but in this instance, he took the feral cat home, gave it a bowl of milk, and it started doing feral cat stuff, ripping up the house, clawing the furniture, peeing on the rug. Next thing you know, the cops are here, and you got a whole mess on your hands. I don't know that that's entirely true, but it's my speculation as a cab driver, as a guy with a horse sense, as a guy who has seen some things. Okay, if I had to bet, I'd say somebody was there by invite. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're getting ready for hour number two down here in sunny South Florida. Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Stacking the deck in this hour, Diamond Dave Rubin. Multimedia matinee idol. Probably see him on Tucker Carlson quite a bit. Bounces around the Fox News channel as well. He is a Democrat turned sane person. And I want to be very clear. I'm not telling you every Democrat is nuts. I'm just telling you he's one of these guys has seen the light and that he didn't leave his party so much as his party left him. We're going to be discussing it in this hour because the Democrats, you know, like to posit that they are the party of the little guy. We're just over here looking out for the little fella. That is a fact check false. Okay, if you're looking out for the little fella, you're probably getting, I don't know, inflation under control. I don't know, maybe gas prices under control. Maybe do something about the border. So the little guy isn't, you know, being poisoned by the drugs they happen to be consuming on a recreational basis and dying. You know, there's a lot of things you could be doing to help the little guy. What are the Democrats doing for the little guy? Well, more abortion and lots of climate change. You got got to do something about climate change. Here's the newsflash, dude. Climate change is a joke. It's the oldest scam imaginable. And to be clear, it has changed in definition 
over the years. In the 70s, we were going to have an ice age. We're all going to freeze to death. Give us a couple of bucks. Then it was like, all right, we didn't freeze, but, you know, here's the thing. We're melting. Uh, global warming. It's getting so hot. We're all going to melt. Sea level's going to rise. Give us a couple of bucks. Then that didn't happen, and they were like, well, yeah, the weather's changing. I'm telling we got to do something. Okay, but here's a newsflash. Are you ready for it? The weather always changes. That's the point. The oldest joke in the book is what? Oh, weatherman, that's a good job to be, because you can be wrong 82% of the time, and you'll still have your job. <laughs> okay, understand. In a world where we all laugh at the fact that the weatherman can't predict tomorrow's weather most of the time, they want you to believe the weatherman can predict what's going to happen 50 years from now? 60 years from now? You're lying your ass up. Of course they are, but they just want money. But again, when you're emphasizing things like the climate, hey, we got to take another $10 billion and send them to poor countries so they do something for climate change. We've got to right the wrongs. Dude, they're not helping anybody. That's not their issue right now. People want food. People want safety. The weather's nice. It's great down here in Florida. But i got to be honest with you. If I was starving and getting shot at, I wouldn't be that impressed with the sunshine. And that's where they're failing the little guy. That's where all of these culture war battles are showing a real indifference to the little guy. So we're going to talk about it with Dave Rubin because he is a guy that was on a party that was at one point a champion of the little guy. Okay? They're not championing the little guy now. You know what they're doing? They're pumping Ponzi schemes in crypto that are crushing people. Why? Because if you've been following this ridiculous FTX story, okay, the dirtbag running it, it's the biggest Democratic donor on the planet right now. He surpassed Harvey Weinstein, who's, you know, having a hard time raising money uh, in the clink. Harvey Weinstein donated a couple of cigarettes and half of a muffin this year. Uh, But this guy's donating hundreds of millions of dollars and belongs in jail. It was an epic pump and dump. And I wanted to play this clip really quick. This is Sam Bankman-Fried being described by my man Jonas Ferris as the Bernie Madoff of crypto. But I just want you to hear this. It's clip nine. He's the Bernie Madoff of crypto. He pretended to be this woke world with the donations, giving money to certain specific politicians. It was to create an image of trust, kind of like how Bernie Madoff had a foundation that gave money to hospitals and charity. So you wouldn't think it was a fraud. And then regulators who already exist, we don't need new regulators, who would have had authority over some of these preposterous yield products that they had, wouldn't do anything. In fact, he was trying to direct the regulators to his competitor, Binance, who then saw that he was doing that, and he's the one who took out this company by causing a run on the bank, knowing that this guy never really had this money left because they were looting it, gambling it away to nothing, and it wasn't really there. He started the panic and crushed his competitor. That's basically what happened. I mean, really, think about that, man. Okay, but what was he doing when he wasn't starting the panic, crushing a competitor, fraudulently representing assets, bankrupting people who invested in them. He was donating mountains of money to the Democratic Party. Okay, that's what he was doing. One of the, he was their biggest mega donor. And now, you know, we're being told, oh, there's going to be heroes, uh, hearings. We want accountability. The Democratic Party is going to look into this. We're not happy. Democrats are so full of crap. going to be nothing. Okay, but again, does that help the little guy? The answer would be no. Nothing they're doing helps the little guy. Okay, you know who is getting a lot of press, though? Not the little guy, but the big guy. Do you remember the big guy, Joe Biden, allegedly getting a 10% kickback 
from all of the nefarious deeds and influence peddling schemes that were being sold by his son Hunter. Hunter's a dirtbag. Including his walking, talking, living, breathing business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, who told us Biden was getting a kickback. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, think about that. The Republicans have taken back the majority in Congress. And what are they talking about? James Comer. We'll hear him on the show Monday from the 1st Congressional District down there in Kentucky. Says it's time to have a grown-up talk about Hunter Biden. Okay, fascinating stuff. And it's fascinating stuff that says they have evidence that Joe Biden might be compromised. Here it is, clip 12. Hunter Biden isn't this innocent guy that just got a bad rap because he had a drug problem. And the Republicans don't need to waste any time on Hunter Biden. We don't, we're not trying to prove Hunter Biden is a bad actor. He is. If anybody wants to disagree with that, then there's nothing we have to talk about. Our investigation is about Joe Biden. And we already have evidence so, that would point that Joe Biden was involved with Hunter Biden. On his so we want the bank records, and uh, that's, our, that's our focus. We're trying to stay focused on was Joe Biden directly involved with Hunter Biden's business deals, and is he compromised? That's our investigation. That's it. Okay, so you understand. That's what they're looking into. Is Hunter Biden doing business in a way that compromised Joe Biden? Now, to be honest with you, okay, the reason this story, again, I don't believe addresses the little guy. Okay, but here's a newsflash. If the president is compromised, we're all compromised. He knows what he's talking about. And right now we have a president that governs like he's compromised. Look at all the money he's given to Ukraine. Is anybody auditing the money being sent to Ukraine? The answer would be no. When Ukraine took all of this FTX, all of this money and rerouted it into FTX, this crypto scheme that just crashed, is anybody, I don't know, raising any red flags? The answer would be no. Again, they're just spending your money on other sides of the world. Biden's selling out your economy to China. More green energy. We're going to have slave labor over in the Uyghur province making solar panels for us. We're going to decimate our economy to help China. You know, the one that, uh, you know... Gave my kid all that money? Think about that. No, oh, more money for Ukraine. What about the other money? Oh, you shut your fat face. What are you, a Putin puppet? Come on, you idiot. Yeah, why don't you just admit you work in the Kremlin? Okay. The Democrats are a scam. But the, new, the thing about Hunter Biden is, okay, he would not have gotten this money if his dad wasn't the vice president of the United States. Like, really think about that. Do you think anybody was sitting at a power company over in Ukraine? Going, I'll tell you what we need to grease profits. Uh, we need to find a guy with a crack addiction who just got kicked out of the Chateau Marmont for having too many drugs and hookers. Yo, the Chateau Marmont is where Jim Morrison lived from the doors. Okay? He was a little rowdy. The Chateau Marmont is where John Belushi overdosed. Okay? The Chateau Marmont decided Hunter Biden was doing too many drugs by their standard. That can't be good. Not good. Okay, and the point is, that's the kind of cat he was. But because of who his dad was, he was able to make money. Because think about it. Joe Biden served eight years as Barack Obama's vice president. I don't remember that ever happening. Okay, but it did happen. Okay, and understand, knowing how many contradictions we have. Biden saying, oh, I've never... Never talk to my son about his business ties. Never once. Come on, shut up. What do you mean? Okay. Not only do we know he talked to Hunter about his business, we have pictures of him meeting with Hunter's business associates. 
Okay, we have emails corroborated by the people on them. Hey, thanks for introducing me to your dad. Or, hey, don't forget we need a 10% cut for the big guy. You know, the point is lying. And when there's smoke like that, there's fire. You know, unless Elizabeth Warren's trying to send a message to somebody, you know, smoke signal, whatever. But stick with me here. Okay, in the run-up to this election, this Hunter Biden story had so much to chew on if anybody was genuinely interested in diving in what the late, great Rush Limbaugh would call a random act of journalism. If someone would have demonstrated, you know, that, oh, you know, every once in a while, somebody would like, oh, I'm going to actually do some reporting here. Okay, the Hunter Biden laptop story was already corroborated by our director of national intelligence. It was already corroborated by the FBI at the moment when 51 former intelligence officials put out a letter saying it was Russian disinformation. That's just how white folks will do you. Think about that. The same people who lied us into the Iraq war, the same people who told us Donald Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin, those same people. Like, no, no, you don't understand. The Hunter Biden thing, it's Russian disinformation. We shouldn't be tweeting this, shouldn't be Facebooking it. We've got an election coming up. We can't have interference here. We got to kill this story. But understand, what did we find out the minute the election was over? The New York Times, the Washington Post, they're like, oh, yeah, that Hunter story, it was real. Oh, wow. Now, understand this, man. This, is, this matters, dude. Okay, that is an election-changing call. The 2020 election was decided by a few thousand votes. In total, amongst all the states, a few thousand votes. When you look at the polling on the Hunter Biden laptop story, 15% of Biden supporters say they would have changed their vote if they knew the Hunter Biden story, if they knew the depths of corruption the Biden family had gone to, not only with Joe, but with his brother Jim. Okay, they would have changed their votes. So you're talking about a situation where an election decided by thousands of votes could have potentially swung millions of votes towards the guy who lost, meaning what? Biden, Biden would have lost that election. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. So understand this, okay? If that story is capable of changing the outcome of the election, and they felt that it was necessary to bury that story, you can't tweet it, can't Facebook it, can't talk about it, you're not going to see it on the news, it's Russian disinformation, you're a Putin puppet, Okay, you're going to die in prison. You're a threat to democracy. You don't share this clearly true, easily corroborated story. That means not only was there a there there, but it was a there that was potentially damaging for the president. So when you hear the Republicans say, no, no, we're going to go in, we're going to investigate. Okay, they damn well better investigate. Not only Hunter, but the people at the FBI who briefed Facebook. Here's Jim Jordan talking about that. It's clip 14. Did the FBI brief Twitter as well? We know they briefed Facebook. We know that had an impact on the election. There's been surveys done where, where thousands and thousands of voters across this country said it might have impacted their decision in the election in 2020. Did the FBI brief any of the 51 former intelligence officials who signed that letter? Again, that letter that became the pretext for suppressing this story. Who did the briefings? Who briefed Facebook? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Yo, it's really worth looking into. Like, if you're a Democrat listening right now, I'm not saying this is like a political thing. 
if you live in a country, okay, these people in Washington who represent us, they work for us, we're the employers. Okay, you really don't want an employee who's going to be doing our business harm because they've got dirt on him overseas. Now, I don't know that he's compromised, but I do know that they went to such a great length to bury this story, not only in the intelligence community, but in the media itself in the run-up to the election, that there's got to be something there. If it's a garbage story, it's not going to have an impact. In what world would they go to the trouble to actually ban it? The answer is no world. Okay, but in the world we were living in October of 2020, not only did they ban it, but they wrote lengthy exposés about why they were banning it. In the Washington Post, in the New York Times, over at NPR, this story is junk. We can't really report on it. We don't want to interfere with Russian disinformation. And then the minute the election was over, what did all of those newspapers do? They said, oh, by the way, it was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We are down here in sunny South Florida at the Patriot Awards, what's left of them anyway. And apparently I look so banged up that our 135 guest decided he offered to come on early, I think, for my own protection. Host of the Rubin Report, Dave Rubin in the house. Hey, man. Jimmy, it's good to see you, man. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, this is better than a lot of the stuff that we used to do together about 20 years ago. You know, <laughs> standing on the street corners in Times Square, couldn't rub two nickels together. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, now we're over here at the Fox Nation Patriot Awards. Very exciting. I thought about you last night when I was on stage at what I'm calling the Oscars with camouflage. <laughs> and I saw you in the crowd and I thought of that. Me and Dave Rubin, we have like a 20 year history that we were yeah. really doing. It's called barking. When yeah. we started in New York City, yeah. just random passerby, you had to hand them a, a free pass to a comedy club. And make them all kinds of unfulfillable promises. Lies. Oh, yeah. It's all the guy. Johnny Carson will be there tonight. You guys like Letterman? They were like, Carson's dead. I was like, like, no, no, no. Trust me, we'll figure it out. You were the guy. Yeah, some guys said, like, you'll see comics from Letterman. You were the guy that was like, no, no, Letterman. Letterman Yeah, Letterman will actually be there. Man, but we did that for years. I was bad bad at it. I'm like, Letterman's on stage. Cosby is tending bar. (laughs) Wait a minute. Hold on now. That means something very different now than, than it did 20 years ago <laughs> than it did back then yeah uh but that's where we started on the mean streets of new york now yeah. we're down here at the patriot awards it's swanky it was nice production wasn't it like it was i gotta show. tell you i love this hard rock hotel i've it's been here nice. for a couple times i did the sunshine summit here about a month ago big florida gop event and i like shiny things i think i've realized that as i've gotten older the next time you see reuben on gutfeld which is tonight that he, is he might be wearing an Elvis jumpsuit. I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just break into one of yes. these glass things. When you're at the Hard Rock, because all the attire, yeah. okay, is like rock and roll stuff, yeah. you walk past it enough. This is how I got started. It's a slippery slope. You wow. Know, you, you buy one shirt, the next thing you know, you own a bedazzler. And you definitely are a fashion icon. I, <laughs> they've, got a, they've got a Dolly Parton dress down there that I've got my eyes on. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Rubin. That's why I will always love you. There you go. Some Dolly Parton <laughs> oh, stuff. I got it. But I got it is. It. it really is. 
is a slippery slope. No, what I dress like, I say this all the time, is I just look like a fat magician. I call myself David Copperfood. That's good. That's good. <laughs> a children's magician who shouldn't be around children. It's I think a look, it's a look though. It's a look. It's a, it's a trademark, and, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody likes it. I don't know who. But, you know, <laughs> Ruben, I don't have to take this. Hold on. This is an outrage here. Get him out of here. Yeah, I kid. Uh, we're talking about looks because when we come back, uh, Dave and I are going to talk about a couple of bad looks. Uh, one of them happens to do with the world of cryptocurrency. Uh-oh, disaster. And I do have some concerns about this Hunter Biden guy, too. <laughs> so I think we're going to chop it up, as the kids say. I think he's a great man. <laughs> he's an upstanding member of the community. Yes. Dave and I are going to run downstairs and hand out some free passes yeah. <laughs> to the rest of this interview. <laughs> guys, big radio legends are up here. If you guys want to come up, free tickets. Uh, We'll be doing the damn thing when I come back right here on the big, bad, one and only, high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are down here at the Patriot Awards with multimedia matinee idol Dave Rubin, host of the Rubin Report. It's on Locals. Let me say that right. What is the correct plug? That was pretty good. RubinReport.Locals.com. But I started Locals. We merged with Rumble, and oh. we're building an all-new internet. Just making moves. Making just, moves. Yeah, the world's never I like the same. The, what do you call me? Multimedia star? Multimedia matinee idol. I can text no, chat. I can live stream. Do it all, like Barbara Streisand. You next know? level, next yeah. level. A, a veritable funny girl, if you will. <laughs> Here he is, Dave Rubin in the house, getting ready to do Gutfeld now. I was kind of explaining you uh, to the, I can't imagine, more than uh, one one-hundredth of a percent of our audience that doesn't know who you are, but you were a self-identified Democrat for a while. Oh, yeah. Who didn't exactly turn into like a right-wing authoritarian. Not yet. You just, Not yet. <laughs> it's coming. But it's early, you know. He's never stormed the Capitol. He's just cased the joint. <laughs> He's just, like, mapped it out in the car a few times. But no, you know, you're a guy who kind of saw the yeah. light, you yeah, know, yeah. and just felt like I think a lot of people do that the party has kind of left its ethos behind. Is that fair? Well, it's very fair. I mean, look, liberals, if you think of liberalism, if you, you know, JFK, ask not what the country can do for you, ask what you can do for the country. He was a Democrat president. He was also anti-war and cut taxes. Do any of those things sound like (laughs) things that are of the modern Democrat Party? So my first book was really all, it was a defense of liberalism, and yet my entire audience basically is conservative. Because a true conservative should appreciate what a true, a true liberal would believe in individual rights and rule of law and laissez-faire economics. Unfortunately, that has nothing to do with modern progressivism, which is just rotting out. I mean, there are no, yeah. you know, until they want to reanimate JFK or we can bring back, you're a New York guy, so I can do a Daniel Patrick Moynihan reference <laughs> with you or something nice like that. Station. Yeah, yeah. You got a nice train station. Yeah, the best I could do. Until they, until that happens, there's just no, there's nothing left on the left except a quest for power and equity and collectivism and the worst set of ideas. And on the right, there's broadly a group of people. Some are a little more, I'm more, a little more libertarian. Some are a little more religious, but like we're all kind of agreeing, hey, America's pretty good. Let's see what we can do here. Yeah, and that's that. how it's lining up. That's so, it's so fascinating, and it's so true in a, in a weird way. It's almost like in our time, because we started in comedy together, it's like the parties almost traded playbooks. Oh, yeah. Because the liberals used to go to the mattresses for speech. The and, as a com- and as a comic, most people start out liberal. Because, like, hey, we, we say stuff for a living. We don't want to be with them. 
Isn't it weird how it, they've turned comics conservative? They've they really really have, and I got to tell you, you know, it used to be something. And I think Seinfeld used to have a line about how there are no conservative comedians. Yeah, and it's like, well, actually, now the only comics that are funny, it's not even conservative because I'm certainly not conservative by a traditional meaning of it, mm-hmm. but it's basically if you have any desire to say anything sane and true, yeah. in essence, you're a conservative. If you believe anything before us was good and hard fought and worth fighting for and worth uh, uh, preserving, then in essence, you're a conservative at this point. What is, you know, look, the wokesters, you know, I don't know, have you seen the pictures downstairs? Chelsea Handler is going to be here at the Hard Rock. Her tour name is Vaccinated and Horny. That sounds like literally the worst, unfunniest thing possible. Yet it's going to happen here in this very building where you crushed it in front of the crowd last night, you conservative maniac. Oh, how about it, Dave Rubin? Uh, The truth is, uh, you know, the, the, the Vaccinated and Horny tour, Okay, imagine you're going to a comedy show where they're going to start chanting Fauci, Fauci, Fauci. Like, who wants to be at that? Do you remember when she used to talk about how she was having orgasms because of Robert Mueller? Yeah. Uh. Who apparently didn't even work on the Mueller probe. Yeah, right. He was, like, too mentally compromised. They had, had like, a Gallagher 2. They said Mueller's brother to smash the fruit. I got the Gallagher 2 reference. (laughs) I don't know how many people are going to get that, but that's a good one. deep cuts. It's a Friday on Fox Across America. We're going into the crates. We're playing the old record. <laughs> Dave Rubin is here. Uh, the Rubin Report. Dot locals. He's on Gutfeld tonight, eleven o'clock. Check that out. And uh, it's fascinating because the Republicans of the Democratic Party. It also happens when the two powers trade. When the two parties trade power, they trade playbooks. But what just happened in the House, which I find interesting. Okay, and I don't know where it's going to go. That's what I wanted to ask you. It's just political strategy now. Okay, the Republicans are really, you know, hopping up. You know, this potential Hunter Biden investigation. Yeah. Now, I do consider the burying of the laptop story to be election interference. Would we agree there as a basic starting point? Okay. Especially now that we know that there was some level of coordination between the government and big tech on on what they were hiding and flagging. Yeah. Yeah. When they went and plugged in Zuckerberg and put a thumb drive in him. Yeah. 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 yeah, That guy. (laughs) Synthetic humanoid. You never see Zuckerberg and the girl from Small Wonder. In the same oh, that's room. That's funny. Whatever happened to her? Becky from Small yeah, Wonder. Yeah, remember her? They were always tuning her up and she'd wig out. By the way, you talk about deep cuts. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you there that you one. go. There you go. But, so I'm wondering, though, do you think on some level, is it a political fool's errand for the Republicans because the rest of the world doesn't care? <sighs> you know, I think you can argue it either way because on one hand, it's like, guys, could you just start doing some tax cuts or, or something related to policing or, you know, whatever, border, whatever. But then on the other hand, it's like people really do care about this stuff. Yeah. Like they did big tech and something with the administration or the intelligence services. They did something crazy. We all knew that that laptop was real. Mm. They banned you if you said it. They even within Twitter, they if you DM'd it, meaning your yeah. private messages to someone else, they would not let you paste that link. Who did it? Who knew? Who was it? Jack Dorsey at the time was the CEO of Twitter. Was he coordinating with the government? I mean, it really is something that has to be unfurled. So I get why some people you'd be like, ah, we should do more like on the ground kind of stuff. Uh Um, But there is something really rotten here, because if we can't get to the bottom of all the big tech stuff and the collusion with government, Uh we're all going to live. We're going to basically be in the matrix. We're all going to live in this fake artificial reality. And every now and again, you'll get this little glimmer of, you know, a little red pill will like fall out of the sky, but it'll only be like a 10 second red pill. (laughs) Yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll have 30 seconds of like, (laughs) I know what's going on. And then it'll disappear again. So a whip of truth. Oh, my God. Well, let me give you this then quick. So you got to get down. You've got as a 
multimedia matinee. Yes, yes, I'm going to be dancing on the show tonight. I would assume. And I would, I would assume that if they thought it was worth burying, it's because they clearly thought there was something within this story that was damaging to the candidate. Yeah. Beyond the moment, which was we're weeks before an election, and this raises questions. I believe there might even be answers there. But this is my question to you: knowing how hard they worked to bury it the first time. I'm sort of concerned that between then and now, they've probably already done the necessary legwork to bury it a second time. You know, the one, what do you think? The one silver lining I can give you on that is maybe these people are actually not as good as we think they might be. How you know what I mean? It. Like, I really think that's part of it. You know, these they used to get away with a lot. The Internet, for whatever degree, it's still free. There's enough of us out there in the meme makers and the people <laughs> dropping little kernels of truth here and there that I don't think they can cover their tracks like they could in the old days. And, uh-huh. And I also think that because of equity and because of the ridiculous hiring processes in the government and everything else, they're not hiring the best of the best anymore. So it's like maybe we got a chance here. Wow. Dave Rubin says the deep state is not sending us their best. They are not sending drugs. They're sending they're not they're not doing what they used to do. And the rest, I assume, are good people. Most of the comics that we used to work with who failed now are probably in the deep state. (laughs) They're they're going to the bottom of the barrel. You know what I'm saying? Well, Listen, they might be able to get a job at Twitter uh, if they can fill out that LinkedIn profile right quick because they're hemorrhaging workers and they're getting locked out. And really quick before I let you go. Last question. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it on some level be addition by subtraction if social media ceased to exist Yes, tomorrow? it really would. It's, it's whacked because we all have this freaking thing. We're yep. in commercial break. I'm looking at Twitter. Yep. And it's like, this has done, it's done something extraordinary, right? We've connected in ways that are unbelievable. It's started and ended revolutions. It's done something, but it at, has come with a price. Yeah. What it has done to our brains and the endless scrolling and social media that made us antisocial. And yeah. how many of us are genuinely happier when we're no. looking at our phones, no. right? You know, I went to last summer, I went to uh, Bora Bora for like two weeks, you know, out there over the water, you know, end of the earth yeah. on the you know, glass bottoms, like amazing. And I'm looking at the beach and everyone's just staring at their phone. Everyone's just trying to take the Instagram (laughs) picture of the thing. And it's like, you are in heaven right now, people. So yeah, if it all freaking imploded overnight and we could maybe get back to where we were 20 years ago and then have a mature look at what we'd rebuild, might not be that bad. Dave. I'm not saying go to Colorado and blow up the Google servers, obviously. <laughs> it sounded like that. I told you he's a right-wing strongman in training. He's fully arrived. Listen, your adoring public is waiting. All on right, all right. I'm going to go play with Gutfeld. And you got to bark some people into the show. I know. Get some audience in. I wish he would have told me that in advance. <laughs> would have brought my barking shoes. Great stuff, Dave Rubin. Check out the Rubin Report, .locals.com. Good stuff. Back after this. The critics have spoken. You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. John Caldwell is coming up in the next hour. We're going to talk about crime. We're going to talk about punishment. But seeing as crime is the topic, let's segue back to Hunter Biden for a second. He should be behind bars. A lot of people feel that way. But over at CNN, okay, Stephanie Cutter was on the air. She's a former Barack Obama advisor. Pronouns in the bio, I'm sure. Uh, And here she is saying that this investigation will only strengthen Hunter Biden. It's clip 16. They are going to try to weaken 
Biden with these investigations, what's going to end up happening is they're going to strengthen him. And because they're going to overreach, they're going to be talking about things that people just frankly don't care about. Um, you know, the, the, the list that you just ran through, if you look deeper in there, the investigation into in the Department of Justice, you know, last night it was about um, investigating how DOJ handled the insurrectionists um, after they were arrested. Is that what the American people want to talk about just after we had this election um, where uh, democracy was lifted up, where the red wave was barely a trickle because people were re rejecting this craziness? What would you do with a brain if you had one? I mean, give me a break. I do partly agree that the American people want to move forward, and they don't really want to probe that so much about the 2020 election. But what Republicans do want is they want to know if there's a there there. Like, Biden is not governing with our best interest in mind. The, again, the biggest problems facing the country are crime, the border, the economy, fuel prices. And they're talking about climate change. It's bananas. Okay, so they're really not. You know the show Pawn Stars? A guy walks in with like a, here's a bayonet from the Civil War. I want $5,000. And they're like, best I can do is seven fifty. That's Biden. They're like, we got this economy, the fuel, the crime, the border. He's like, best I can do is climate change. It's bad. And as we get this news, and this is something, my goodness, that just broke a second ago. Dave Rubin just walked off the set. You want to talk about politics as usual. So as Republicans are all over the news telling you they're going to investigate Hunter Biden, we're getting an announcement today at 2.15, 2.15, just moments away, from Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is apparently appointing a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump's retention of documents at Mar-a-Lago. Okay, this is coming up at 2.15 today. We'll try to take it live if it goes live while we're still on the air. Merrick Garland has just announced and is going to formally do so in front of the cameras, we're told, at 2.15, an investigation into Trump and Mar-a-Lago. Now, this there's a lot going on here, okay? You know, the instant knee-jerk reaction is it's a tit-for-tat. Well, the Republicans are investigating Hunter. We'll investigate Trump. It's a Trump versus Biden brawl. Okay, I don't believe either man is going to be the nominee for their party in 2024. But there's this other reality, okay? A lot of people said Trump was getting into the race because he thought an indictment was coming and wanted to make the indictment look political. Okay, well, the truth is, knowing he announced his run for the White House two days ago, this actual timing of this special counsel looks all kinds of political. Tell them like it is. Okay, this looks bad. I mean, we're going to hear it out, but I'll read you the report right now. This is actual breaking news. Like, we didn't know this was a thing. Uh, but Attorney General... Merrick Garland will announce the name of his special counsel at 2.15 for urgent. Attorney General has named a special counsel to investigate entirety of criminal investigation of the unlawful retention of national defense info at Mar-a-Lago, as well as key aspects of the January 6th investigation per a senior DOJ official. So what does that mean? We were just over here haranguing Mueller. Oh, the Mueller probe. What a scam. Three-year multimedia hostage situation where everybody involved knew that it was a scam. Why? Because the Mueller probe was based entirely on the research of the Steele dossier, which was bought and paid for oppo research by the Clinton campaign. Okay, the process was the punishment in the Mueller probe. Like, everyone involved in the Mueller probe went into it 
knowing he wasn't a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin because they knew themselves they lied on FISA documents in order to get the, the warrants to wiretap Trump Tower. Okay, they lied to set that up. They knew going in it was wrong. But the whole point of the Mueller probe was to leak a thousand bombshell anonymously sourced reports one after the other. Oh, he's going to jail. The kids are going to testify. Tune in tonight on CNN. He's going to take a perp walk right out of the White House. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. Okay, but they sold that day in and day out incessantly, hoping that he would self-destruct and create the perception that there was a there, there. You're absolutely right. So understand, okay, in this moment, the people who fraudulently special counseled us into a Mueller probe for two and a half years, tried to hold the presidency hostage, are now about to turn around at 2.15 today and do it all over again. What the hell is the world coming to? I mean, we had just played you a clip. Okay, Stephanie Cutter saying, well, this investigation's only going to make Joe Biden stronger. I got news for you. This investigation of Trump is only going to make Trump stronger. You talk about overnight being a lifetime in politics. This is a big one. And it really does look like a political persecution. It's been ongoing. They raided Mar-a-Lago a while back. But the point is, it's a really precarious time in our country. I was saying this yesterday. You know, we're going through a real weird birth canal in our politics. We're going through our awkward phase again. Pelosi's kind of leaving the stage. and You know, Biden's leaving the stage, but then he realizes he's going the wrong way, so he goes to the other side of the stage. And Now you got Trump roller skating back through the wall like Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah! But now we got more Mueller crap going on. It's a mess. It's a big mess. And you understand with all of this going down, okay, when we hear this presser today, there is going to be a sentiment within the Republican Party like, see, they're scared of Trump. That's why they're doing it. We need to make him our guy. I think part of this is the media wants to bait, not the media, but the Merrick Garland's of the world, the DOJ run by Joe Biden. They do want Trump to run. Okay, they do. And the reason they want Trump to run is they think they can beat him. They think with these many things hanging over his head. Don't remember. Don't forget. You know the DOJ is a scam. You know the FBI was weaponized against Trump in the Mueller probe. You know that. But most of the country doesn't know that. So this stuff is damaging. Like, you don't believe January 6th was an actual coup attempt. There wasn't a world where you're going to be getting out of bed and that one guy in the Chewbacca bikini was now your president. Okay, that wasn't about to happen. But to a lot of people out there, you know, their feelings are their facts. We live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. If you convince them that was a coup attempt, we were going to have President Chewbacca... Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. He tried to overthrow the government. A lot of people buy into that. It is potentially damaging. So there's no way this isn't political. This is completely political. This is an attempt by the Democrats to simultaneously destroy Trump, but alternatively bait him into running again just the same because they do think they can beat the guy. But knowing the way these balls can bounce and knowing how inept this administration is, I would warn them to be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. (laughs) Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you barely live from the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, we're in beautiful, sunny South Florida with what's left of the Patriot Awards. Getting ready to cobble together what's left of this country. The word on the street. It's your Attorney General Merrick Garland has just heard that Cat Timp is on the way to the Gutfeld set and is launching a special counsel to look into that. No, Garland is actually announcing at 2.15, we're going to take it live in this hour, that he is announcing a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump again. My, oh me, we'll discuss it with Gianno Caldwell. Uh, and I will take some audio live from the press conference right here. Uh, in this audio safe space for cool people, where we say every day, whether you like this Garland news, whether you hate it, we don't care. Just roll along with us. I'm your radio buddy. We love all. All are welcome. I don't have enough talent to alienate a sector of the population, so I just say you can be a Republican on my show. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a So the news was broken in the last hour. We read it right here on the air. It is that the Attorney General is expected to speak at 2.15 Eastern time today. And he is about to tell us that he wants to distance himself from the investigation into Donald Trump. He doesn't want it to look bad. Wrong. Come on, dude. Okay, if you're not wanting this to look political, you're the attorney general. It's still happening under you, meaning the guy running the council answers to you, meaning no matter how you slice this, it happens to be political. Bingo. Okay, at a time where the guy has just announced he's running for president again. This is a bad one. This is not a good look for the country. This is not a good look for our Justice Department. And I'm just telling you as a guy who cares. You know, I'm kind of indifferent to the whole thing. You know, I root for the country a lot harder than I root for any political party. But this is a bad one for the country. And it looks designed to be a bad one for a party. Correct the mundo. Tough thing to take in. And it's going on in the backdrop of the Republicans literally announcing yesterday, hey, we're going to investigate the Bidens. To which Merrick Garland replied, oh, yeah, hold my beer. And that's where we find ourselves now. It's a really bad time to be. So what's going to happen in this break, okay, is we're going to wind up going to commercial a little earlier than usual. Uh, Because we could potentially have a live Merrick Garland at 2.15. And I want to take it. And I want to sift through it, and I want to process it with you in real time, because it's the whole point of Fox Across America. I always say, you know, it's America's family meeting, and we kind of ride along together and figure it out. That is actually what we do. Like, this is unprecedented. I'm on the air as the host, and I say it all the time. I'm not the star of the show. We are. You know, my radio superpower is the fact that I don't have one. I, like, actually am like, I care. I'm still new to this. I was on stage last night in front of 7,000 people. That's exciting to me. I felt like something exciting in my body. I'm not one of these, like, dead-on-the-inside media megastars. <laughs> get, get these little people away from me. No, no. You are my people. That's what I come from. That's what I'll always be. So I actually care, like, when we get on the news. I could yell and scream about Garland for another 20 minutes. Okay, but I'm not going to because I'm going to let the man's words speak for themselves, and we'll interpret them together. Instead of me just giving you some over-the-top, well, this is what it means. You know, he's probably fired up because John Rich is walking by. I mean, you'd be excited, too. There he goes. He's off to do Gutfeld. Jules is walking by, and she's a, I mean, come on. Doesn't get any cooler than that. Have a good show, babe. We're basically down to the only thing left at the Patriot Awards. I'm not even making this up. Is Gutfeld's taping his show while we're doing this. 
and then I'm going to do a hit on Laura Ingram. You can watch it tonight at 10 o'clock. <laughs> and that is it. There is nothing left. You know that like post-apocalyptic Will Smith movie where it's just like him and the dog? That's basically what it's down to here at the Patriot Awards. Just me and a dog are just walking around trying to make it work. Uh, but right now, Merrick Garland trying to make a special counsel work. We're going to go to a quick break, and if they do go live when we come back, we'll cover it right here on Fox Across America. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Down here at the Patriot Awards in sunny South Florida, we were going to be talking to Gianno Caldwell, who is still scheduled to join us later in the hour. We did a little early commercial break because we wanted to be here live when Merrick Garland stepped up to the podium at 2.15 as he had announced. But lo and behold, he's not on time. That's just how white folks will do you. Unbelievable. The AG is expected to announce the appointment of a special counsel that is going to review Donald Trump's document retention at Mar-a-Lago when it comes to the classified information. And there's also a look into things pertaining to January 6th. Okay, when it comes to January 6th, okay, it's really interesting sound I want to play here. We talk about the media just being out of their minds. I always say, what do I say in the show? The, you know, the motto of the show. I say, hey, you know, you be a Republican. You be a Democrat. Just don't be a I say that all the time, right? So when it comes to January 6th, okay, I've obviously been condemning it on the air since the second it happened because I was live on the air when it happened. And I was like, oh, hell no. This isn't good. You can't do this. This doesn't work for me. Okay, was it as bad as the BLM riots of 2020? The answer would be no. No, but we have to acknowledge as people that this was Trump speaking down the block from the Capitol recklessly. I'm not blaming him for the riot, but it couldn't have happened if he wasn't giving a speech that day. If he wasn't down there at the ellipse giving the speech saying stop the steal, that was the name of the rally, you wouldn't have the turnout and the potential unrest. Now, you could tell me, yeah, Nancy Pelosi, maybe we needed more Capitol Police. All of that's fine. I get it. I firmly believe that there were feds inside the Capitol because when they were asked to testify about that earlier in the week, what did the FBI say? Oh, we can't tell you. Well, if they can't tell us, then the answer is yes. Because if the answer was no, why wouldn't they be able to tell us? I mean, really think about that. What sense does that make? So the answer is the feds helped out and probably made January 6th worse than it was. And that's what the Democrats continue to try to do in the media. Here's Jamie Raskin. Now, Jamie Raskin's significant because his big allegation is January 6th happened because Donald Trump challenged the legitimacy of the election. Okay, this matters because Jamie Raskin was the guy who challenged the certification of the electoral vote count in 2016. Democrats are so full of crap. So the guy leading the media charge to be like, how dare you challenge the certification of the Electoral College? He did the same thing four years earlier. And this is why we can't have nice things. But what Jamie Raskin is saying right here, he's trying to take the Capitol and make it that much worse. He says Trump thought he was going to enter the Capitol and be named president on January 6th. He was going to be like a Mussolini. Listen to this. Clip seven. Everything that we've heard uh, tells me that the former president was incensed, he was enraged, um, and uh, there was conflict about whether or not he would go to the Capitol, and he was uh, adamant that he be able to do that. I mean, I imagined that 
he thought that he would enter like Mussolini being carried on the shoulders of his supporters and enter the Capitol. And at that point, uh, if they could either get Mike Pence to do his will or substitute someone else, then uh, he would have been made president either directly in the joint session by somebody calling it that way or through a so-called contingent election in the House of Representatives under the 12th Amendment. That was absolutely dreadful. Now, I don't doubt Trump explored every legal option at his disposal. And again, he did put a lot of pressure on Mike Pence to, quote, do the right thing. But the reason Jamie Raskin is carrying on with this is because there is a lot of political currency to be had, okay, in doing so. But understand, there is no version of the certification on January 6th that was ending with Donald Trump as president. Mike Pence himself was the guy in the way of that happening. Mike Pence himself said James Madison, Constitution, the framers, that was his guiding compass in that moment, and there was no prayer he was going to throw the election out. Now, again, I'm saying this to you as someone who has a lot of questions about the election. Mail-in balloting has changed the game. Ballot harvesting has changed the game. Joe Biden does not win in 2020. If the media doesn't kill the Hunter Biden story, A, and if the state legislators don't allow them to juice turnout through ballot harvesting, B. So 2020 is unprecedented. And I don't believe Joe Biden would be the president in a normal year. And I don't think anybody listening does because nobody cared about the guy. Joe Biden's the only person you know who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's done. Okay, but Merrick Garland, not done. He just stepped to the stage. We'll take it live. Interfered with the transfer of power following the 2020 presidential election or the certification of the Electoral College vote held on or about January 6, 2021. The second is the ongoing investigation involving classified documents and other presidential records, as well as the possible obstruction of that investigation referenced and described in court filings in a pending matter in the Southern District of Florida. I'm joined today by Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, and Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division, Kenneth Polite. Assistant Attorney General for National Security, Matthew Olson, could not be here. He is currently in Germany, representing the department at the G7 Home Affairs and Security Ministerial. U.S. Attorney Graves has been ably leading the investigations into the events leading up to and on January 6. He and dozens of assistant U.S. attorneys and other prosecutors have taken on the monumental task of conducting over 900 prosecutions in defense of our democratic institutions. Criminal division prosecutors under the able leadership of Assistant Attorney General Polite have played a significant role in those prosecutions. Assistant Attorney General Olson has been ably leading the team responsible for investigating the matter involving classified documents and other presidential records, as well as the possible obstruction of that investigation. All of the career prosecutors assigned to these matters are conducting their work in the best traditions of the Department of Justice. I also want to recognize the efforts of the many FBI agents and other law enforcement personnel who are assigned to these matters. They are working courageously and steadfastly and are serving our nation honorably. I am grateful to them. We all are. 
The Department of Justice has long recognized that in certain extraordinary cases, it is in the public interest to appoint a special prosecutor to independently manage an investigation and prosecution. Based on recent developments, including the former president's announcement that he is a candidate for president in the next election, and the sitting president's stated intention to be a candidate as well, I have concluded that it is in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. Such an, uh, an appointment underscores the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters. It also allows prosecutors and agents to continue their work expeditiously and to make decisions. But we're taking Attorney General Merrick Garland live. He has just announced the appointment of a special counsel. Okay, gentleman's name, uh, according to Garland, is Jack Smith. Began his prosecutorial career in '94 as an assistant district attorney, the New York County District Attorney's Office. '99, he became an assistant U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of New York. 2010. He returned to the Justice Department, served as Chief of Public Integrity. Okay, he eventually left. Okay, in 2015, he agreed to serve as the first Assistant U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Tennessee, later becoming the Acting United States Attorney. From 2017 to 2018, he was the Vice President of Litigation for the Hospital Corporation of America, nation's largest non-governmental health care provider. Since 2018, he has served as the Chief Prosecutor for the Special Court in The Hague, charged with investigating and educating war crimes in Kosovo, Mr. Smith will begin work immediately as special counsel. What the hell is the world coming to? So long story short, Garland's the distillation of this, the way he's distilled it is to say that Trump is running for president, and seeing as Biden wants to run for president too, I don't want to be in the middle. We want an independent outside investigation so I'm appointing this guy. Wrong. Okay, this is a scam, one way or the other. It really does look like a political tit-for-tat, given that the, the Republicans just announced they were going to investigate Hunter Biden. But you realize in this moment, what are we doing as a country? Okay, inflation's through the roof. The Democrats are like, I got it. We'll investigate Trump. <laughs> uh, the border's out of control. Democrats are like, I got it. We'll investigate Trump. You know, the gas prices are bad. We'll investigate Trump. But of course, you know, there's definitely something political here. But at the same time, I will concede to you on the other side of the aisle as a Republican who thinks this is ridiculous. We're also very much in a product of Donald Trump's making when it comes to January 6th and when it comes to the documents he took home to Mar-a-Lago. These are the unforced errors. These are the excess baggage associated with this candidate that had a lot of people when we opened up the phones the last two weeks saying, yeah, probably time to move on. It's not because they don't like Trump's policies. It's not because, like, they want the liberals to win. It's because they want somebody that gives them the best chance to succeed. Okay, this investigation, yes, is going to be an attempt to kneecap Trump politically. But understand, if there's real wrongdoing in the eyes of the law, I want him held accountable. I want everybody held accountable. I don't own any politician. I don't owe any politician a free pass. Okay, do I believe there's a there there when it comes to Trump? <laughs> no. And the only reason I say that, and I, and I feel bad saying it, is because nobody trusts the Justice Department. Understand the Justice Department told us that Donald Trump was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. Like, when you talk about conspiracy theories in your lifetime, I was abducted by a UFO. Okay, that is nothing compared to Vladimir Putin is controlling our government from the Kremlin. 
He's got like a cheat code, like he's playing Contra on an old Nintendo. Up, down, up, down, A, B, select. He's the president now. Run for your lives! Okay? There's no bigger conspiracy than what they threw at you when it came to the, to the, you know, the Mueller probe. And the same people, the same deep state operatives, the same folks who, like, literally, like, hate Donald Trump as, like, a sexual fetish are back at it again. But to be clear, because there's so much information that's going to come out between now and the weekend, we do need to be responsible about this because, you know, if there was criminal wrongdoing, then, yeah, like I said, Trump would be held accountable. But it's a real, real steep hill to climb if you've seen the work done by the Justice Department, number one, to gaslight us over Russian collusion, but then number two, to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story. Don't forget, 51 former intelligence agents signed a letter saying, oh, the Hunter Biden laptop story is Russian disinformation. At the time they signed that letter, the director of national intelligence had already said it was true, that it was a legit story. Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, had come forward, done an interview with my man Tucker Carlson, corroborating the details of the email, saying straight up, yeah, Joe Biden was getting a 10% kickback. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, Tony Bobolinsky said yes, he was. And Biden was like, you shut your mouth, Russian propaganda. I've never talked to my son about his business. Yeah, Hunter Biden, who once flew on Air Force Two to China to do business. Okay, no dad listening anywhere in America right now gives your kid the car without asking where he's going tonight. No dad. You don't lend your kid the car without asking him where he's going. You're going to tell me with a straight face that Joe Biden had Hunter Biden on Air Force Two and didn't ask where he was going or why? It's a, come on, I'm a gullible guy. I'm not the most brilliant person in the world. You listen to this show every day. But I definitely know a scam when I see one, and we're going to keep speaking to it when we come back. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting today from sunny South Florida, where our next guest resides year-round. You know him as a superstar Fox News contributor. I know him as quite possibly the best-dressed guy at the Patriot Awards last night, Gianno Caldwell, (laughs) looking fly. Hey, girl. Thank you, brother. (laughs) You know, I can still smell the booze on you from last night. Oh, buddy, that was a wild one, man. I am, uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, it was a lot of fun. It wasn't even a lot like, of fun. oh, it was so good. So good. It was, it wasn't even like for me, Giano. I was up all night because I had a 4 a.m. hit on Fox and Friends first. And, uh, I, I told them I when they right booked me. Oh, my God. I, that's, that's so, uh, that's how out of it I am. Because I had told yeah. them last night when they booked me, I'm like, dude, I'm the biggest dirtbag on this channel. Okay, there's a casino, there's an open bar. The idea that you're booking me at 4 a.m., I'm like, God love you, I'll show up. I'm a professional, but I will do nothing more than show up. Like, you know, at the end of the movie, The Hangover, they have to get the guy to the church. I'm like, I will get you a body into a chair at 4 in the morning. You do what you want with it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You said, I'm signing over all of my rights. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) I, I would imagine you weren't in much better shape yourself. 
No, actually, I, when I left, you were still at that party. <laughs> Remember, I said, Jimmy. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you waved your hand. Bye. <laughs> you know, it's just, oh, it was so wonderful. My first Patriot Awards. It was so wonderful to mm-hmm. see the many Patriots that were honored. And it was also very, very, very lovely and heartwarming for me to see the 7,000 fans from across the world who came to celebrate the Patriots uh, that, that we honored and to meet them, to yeah. shake their hands, to have them tell me that they're praying for me. Some even cried when I hugged them. Mm-hmm. It was a really powerful moment. It was a very humbling moment for me. And I'm just so thankful that I went this year and this will not be my last year going. And I would encourage anyone who's listening, make sure you're at the next Patriot Awards next year because it was a phenomenal event. Now, to be clear, though, when Gianno says this isn't his last one, Fox hasn't reviewed the bar tab yet. Uh, when they do. <laughs> this, I mean, I, I don't know, pal. I think me and you are both touch and go right now. But, no, it was. It was epic, and I think that's the point, is when you talk about the characterization of Fox News, that's all I could think of last night, is you're sitting in that room, right? And you had all these people, cops who literally drove in front of a drunk driver that was trying to mow down marathoners. You know, the guy patrolling the border in the helicopter, the selfless veterans. You realize, like, Fox is devoting, like, literally, like, tens of millions of dollars to that event last night to throw something that is on par with the Oscars, except, like I said on stage, they were in camouflage. It's like the Oscars with more camouflage and less, you know, uh, designer stuff. But it was rad. And it was a Oscars for regular people. That's what Fox News is. It is a champion of regular people. So, like, when we meet our yeah. audience, when they come to those after parties or those meet and greets, it's like we're all on a level footing. Yes, they're excited to meet us because they know us from TV, but we all get along immediately because we don't really consider ourselves above them. Like you do. You're a bit of a snob, but I'm saying me. I'm not that <laughs> no, bad. Jimmy, you were the one ordering <laughs> 1942 it. in Casa Azul at the bar. I- I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was living my best life last night. 112 out here. (laughs) Dude, it wasn't until I got off stage that I realized I had been on stage in front of every single human who works here, including the executives. Like, if I probably knew that on the front end, I don't know that you would have got me out there. I mean, you would have because I enjoy a good story. But uh, it was psychotic. So by the time it was over, I was just, you know, I was down and cut loose a little bit. Is that fair? No, it is fair. And, and Jimmy, I got to tell you, I've known you since we used to do the Kennedy party panels. And I told you back then that you were a star and you fully demonstrated that last night. You were hilarious. You brought the house down. And I hope somehow they are able to clip that and put it somewhere, whether it be social media or something, because you were exceptional. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to tell you, though, I do have a bone to pick with you. I know that. Oh, no. Here we go. Tour, mm-hmm. you do these comedy shows, and I think I should be I should be uh, be the first up and get the crowd ready for you. Whoa, Gianna Caldwell! You know I'm a stand-up comic. You want to be Gianna? Wait, hold on. Do you want to be the hype man, like the flavor flav to my Chuck D? Let's you let's go. Well, I, should, well, I should absolutely <laughs> do that, Jimmy. We had, let's go. <laughs> Yo, we we got this. Is what we got to do because I owe Florida more dates. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was at the Tampa yeah. Improv, but I, I owe South Florida a date specifically. So why don't we – we'll work out an event where we're live together. And you can open – I'll do the show. 
and then when the show when um, that's over, we can both go on link. We can both go on LinkedIn and look for new jobs. It's well, <laughs> gonna be fun. Well, we got to make sure it's not a day that I'm on a Tinder date. So we got to. That's more important. Like I got <laughs> well, to rearrange my schedule no. between Tinder and Craigslist yeah, dates. Do. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Wait, Craigslist dates? That's crazy. Gianno I mean, Caldwell you, you is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the buying a uh, couch or getting Gianno a Col- I don't know. You, listen, man, you're, you're building back better, as the Democrats would say. <laughs> so give me this. <laughs> give, give me this, man. Well, really quick. We don't really know much, but down here, Merrick Garland just announced a special counsel like five minutes I ago. Saw. They're going to I investigate saw. the Mar-a-Lago. They're going to investigate some more January 6th. Like, really quick, because we don't have all the details and all this stuff, but is this just what the country's become now? Republicans are going to investigate Democrats, Democrats are going to investigate Republicans, and nothing's going to get done? I, I'm, I'm not going to say nothing is going to get done because I I know that the intention of this investigation, at least what can be perceived by many onlookers, is they want to make sure that they dirty Trump up as much as possible so he can't win. And I, that, that's really what I think it comes down to. Let's damage him as much as possible so when the time comes for Joe Biden to announce, he's already crippled. And it's unfortunate that that's yep. where things have gone. Because we've not seen any evidence of true malfeasance. You, you talk about he took some records, which may have been well classified records, and he took them and he said he declassified them. But we've not, I've not seen any evidence to the contrary just yet. I know I've heard some opinions on mm-hmm. a president can't do that, but I've not seen mm-hmm. the evidence. And meanwhile, Hunter Biden, though, Hunter Biden, we have seen yeah. evidence. We've seen concrete evidence. Mm-hmm of his deals with the Chinese. We've seen the 10% for the big guy, which Tony Bobolinsky, while you were in the theater, I was out with Sean Hannity, and Tony Bobolinsky was on his show, and he's a witness to some of the Biden crime family uh, allegations that have been made, and he's really seen it. So you got a witness here. You've seen evidence. We've seen what the House Republicans presented yesterday, and it's damaging. And the fact that this yeah. Individual, I'm talking about the big guy, the big guy Joe Biden. Mm. The fact that he's president and he's meeting with the Chinese government and, and, and the president and all this other stuff, it makes it makes you get a little concerned because if he really is dirty, then how is he using our tax dollars to enrich mm. himself and help China, who wants to be the it world is, uh, hegemon? They want to be a world superpower. They want to overtake the U.S. government. And due to COVID, where they weren't going to be an economic power in a way that we were for maybe 20, 30 plus years, now they're saying it's like almost is less than 10. So this is really concerning and every American should be concerned about what's going on in D.C. and especially in the White House at this time. 100 percent. We're talking to Gianno Caldwell, Fox News contributor, uh, a ladies man, if ever there was one. Um, <laughs> old and young. I mean, if you're down here, if you're down here at the Patriot Awards. You, you, you got a lot of demographics lining up. Let's not lie. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 a couple uh, old ladies did pinch me on the butt, and I was like, "Wait a second! You got to pay me for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not free it money around here." <laughs> like, but but you, you got to think she right is amount. paying you. Be- 
Yeah, gay girl, but she is paying you because when you take her out to eat, her meal's half price because she's a senior citizen. <laughs> senior citizen discount. <laughs> <laughs> it was some really she's lovely, saving you money at the movies. Oh my gosh. It yeah. was some ladies that were in their sixties oh. and seventies, and they they came up to take a photo with me, and I looked like, wow! If only I was forty yeah. years older, we we would have a party, <laughs> like legitimately. <laughs> that was epic stuff, man. It really was. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to be a part of it. I'm really proud of Fox for making the effort they do to highlight the people that they do, and still having uh, the people like you and me stick around as well. It's a you know you talk about range. Fox is really showcasing maybe the most range here. They do all of this no, for the heroes, are. and then they still let a couple of guys like us run around the after party. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> yeah, we did sign a confidentiality agreement, so I guess it ends here. But <laughs> no let's, doubt. Let's get off the phone while we're both. Right. Yeah, let's get off the phone while we're both <laughs> while still we're employed. Still, while we're I got, still on the Fox News website. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you. I'll tell you, I got to play the catch. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was such a good hang. I'm glad. I'm glad we had it. But uh, next year, I'm telling you, man. Uh, if it's if it's back down here, I'm bringing padded spanks for my butt because I did. I, like you, I got groped that many times. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't yeah, even imagine what Hegseth's going right going through right now. You know what I'm most disappointed but, uh, with you about is you never got a fee for any of that groping. So that's, that's the first mistake. <laughs> At least and you the got paid. Is always right. you know, Don't in, forget that, Jimmy. <laughs> in, in Biden's economy, Gianna was now charging people for groping, and the prices have gone up because of inflation, ladies. The price, you know, Listen, senior uh, discounts uh, uh, here. Uh, this man wants his money. They say Thanksgiving is 20% more now, so I got to make up for it somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm, I'm making up ground, and oh, I, I really made up some ground in the Patriot Awards. So that, um, that was exciting. I'm, I'm just dying. <laughs> I'm dying. All right, I'm, I'm off to the airport. To be, Good to be on with you, Jimmy. You're so hilarious. But I got to tell you, as we follow oh, this man. political season, uh, they're talking about Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. Donald Trump, who is going to be, who do the Republican Party want to support, uh, uh, who do independents want to support. There's a lot that's going on here, and I think we're going to see by next year, next January, we're going to see a lot of movement, uh, whether it be people announcing or maybe investigations. So you just don't know what's going to happen. And since 2020, has been really weird. I don't think we've had a a normal year since 2020. So you just never know what can happen, but I encourage all that are listening to certainly follow me for all the insights and all updates on uh, social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Giano Caldwell, G-I-A-N-N-O Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L. And that's Tinder, (laughs) T-I-N-D-E-R. Tinder. No, Craigslist. I got an ad up right now in the Miami. If you're looking for a date, <laughs> go to Craigslist. Oh, and, man. Uh, dinner is oh, still available. I got a defense. plot open. <laughs> that's, so, that's so funny. Oh, you're the best, buddy. Great hang. We'll do it again soon, all right, brother? Absolutely. Always love talking to you, Jimmy. Take care and have a good weekend. Love you guys. God bless America. See, there he goes. The great Giano Caldwell who had a wild night with me at the Patriot Awards last night. It really, yo, it really was epic. I started the show off talking about it. It's so cool to me to see people who get it. You know, I grew up in an era where we got it. You know, Levittown was a, the world's biggest post-World War II settlement for American GIs moving back after the war, buying Levitt houses and starting families and 
building above ground pools and drinking a lot of cheap beer. You know, I grew up around a lot of old men. You should never make a sudden move around. They're all veterans. You might, you know, get one of them to snap. You get popped in the head. Somebody has a flashback. Uh, but it was an epic place to grow up because you just in on the joke. Everybody was like, hey, America's cool. And we were like, yeah, it is. This is great. Look at all the stuff we're doing. I mean, real freedom back then. Like, even at the, like, freedom of no parental oversight. Like, leave my house on a bicycle at 9 in the morning and come back three days later. Like, we used to go on bike rides like it was the Oregon Trail. It's crazy. You just, you know, the streetlights are on, get home, you know, stuff like that. You know, it was a real good America. And people were bought in and, you know, we were kind of calibrated for happiness instead of, I'm mad at the country. You guys got to do something for me. You know, that whole thing. America and social media has turned half of the country into a bunch of fat screaming children, you know. Mom, you don't agree with my politics. I want them canceled. Mom, <laughs> pressure is advertisers. You didn't vote the way I want them to. There's never been a dumber time to be alive right now. When we come back, I'm going to say something that will actually make you feel smart right here on Fox Across America. Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon here in the bottom of the ninth. The Fox Nation Patriot Awards down here in sunny South Florida, the Seminole Hard Rock Casino. Really showing us a hell of a time. You guys sure know how to treat a gal. And uh, I promised you on the way into break that I would say something that made you feel smart. I don't know if this is going to work one way or the other. But uh, as a guy who is uh, committed to doing things right, okay, when you get to where I am, you know, hosting this show for millions of people and I'm on all the biggest shows here at Fox, it's really crazy. And I kind of bring it up to, like, inspire you guys that if someone as untalented as me could get here, that's not modesty. Dude, I'm a mess, okay? I play video games in my 40s. Yeah, I work hard. I've got, you know, an interesting take on things. But the point is I had to develop it. I didn't, like, get out of bed with it, which means if I could do it, you could do it. I'm not saying this is your goal, but whatever your goal is, you're just supposed to do things right. And if you support Fox, support Fox Nation, you support Fox Show, okay, this show particularly— Okay, you are supporting people who do things right. Okay, and that's all we needed in this world. You know, the golden rule and all of that stuff. Okay, that's the point of last night's Patriot Awards. Here's Tucker summing it up one more time. I want you to hear it, clip 37. There really are a huge number, so many extraordinary people in this country. People who just day after day... Show the integrity and the commitment and the bravery that built the country. And they don't do it for accolades. They do it for free, a lot of them. And they do it to no applause. And so really the whole point of this entire exercise is to find them and hold them up to the honor that they deserve. That is the whole point of the Patriot Awards. Yes, it is. Okay, and when you support, you know, us and... You know, you support veterans, you support cops, you support widows. You're doing it right. Okay, these are the good people. These are the selfless folks that make your freedoms possible here in this country. It doesn't get said enough, man. I mean, we say it. We've got this zillion-dollar award show we throw every year to honor these people. Is anybody else having a this one's for the cops party in CNN? The answer would be no. Maybe MSNBC? The answer would be no. Weird. ABC? The answer would be no. 
How about veterans? It's like they have like a veterans, you know, little be- you know weekend getaway. The answer would be no. Will the I don't know. Will the TV talent spend a weekend mingling with the regular people like we do here at Fox? The answer would be no. Folks, the reason we're the biggest, most trusted media network in the world is we're speaking the same language as our viewers. We are all one in the same. When I shamelessly promote my stand-up gigs like I'm about to do now on the way out the door, one of the things I always tell you is you will be shocked at how many awesome people you're going to meet there that, like yourself, just prioritize doing things right. They like the country. Okay, they just want to work hard, make a decent life for themselves, and that's it. That's the hook. It's America. Go get them. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. We're all in the fun business. If you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun. You're not going to wish you spent more time fighting over politics or trying to get somebody fired for a joke they told. You're going to wish you had more fun. Uh, One of the ways you can have more fun. There you go. Here's the plug. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Stop it. You can see me Friday night, December 9th, Saturday night, December 10th at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. Go to BricktownComedy.com for tickets. You can also see me the following Friday night, December the 16th, Saturday night, December the 17th at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. SummitCityComedy.com for those tickets. The show is over. Happy Friday. Pay up and get out. The Will Kane Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Kane as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.